Welcome to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. This is the place where you'll learn cutting-edge personal brand strategies from today's most recognizable influencers. We're going to teach you how to build a rock-solid reputation and then how to turn that reputation into revenue. I'm your lead host, Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs. You know, it's, it's not all that often that we'll bring somebody on the show who services an audience that's closely connected to ours, but we do it for Chandler Bolt. And the reason is because I love Chandler, I believe in Chandler, and I've known Chandler for a really, really long time. And we've heard great things about everything that he does at self-publishing school. So he's the CEO of a company called Self-Publishing School, and he's the author of several books. And his most recent book is called Published, The Proven Page from Blank Page to 10,000 Copies Sold. And that's what we're going to talk about today. I was showing Chandler before we kicked off, like I've gone through like the whole back half of this book, especially like, and just earmarked stuff and underlined stuff. And I love how practical it is. I love that what Chandler does is like a very, you don't have to be famous to do this. It's like, these are things that anybody with a book can do. This is actually the second time that we have had him on the show. Um, we did another episode a while back where we talked about basically how to construct a self-published book. And then now we're going to talk about what do you do once you have the book in your hand and how do you launch it? You can go to brandbuildersgroup.com slash SPS, okay? So brandbuildersgroup.com slash SPS, which is self-publishing school. That's our affiliate link that if you want to check out a free training beyond what we talk about with Chandler, I'll mention that again. But the book, again, published the proven path from blank page to 10,000 copies sold. Chandler Bolt, brother, welcome back to the show. Rory, great to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm so proud of you, dude. Like you are serving your audience. You, you serve such a, a specific audience in such a deep way. You've made a great business out of it. Your Inc. 5000 business, you guys are booming. And you just really, you know, in the world of self-publishing, it's just like you just know this, this space inside and out. So my first question for you is, is there anything that has changed about self-publishing in like the last two years specifically. So obviously there's been a lot of talk about yeah. how traditional publishing is changing and why you might self-publish. By the way, one other little disclaimer for everybody. If you're a traditionally published author or you want to be, I promise that this episode will be extremely <laughs> relevant to you. Like, sure. so sure. it's, even though self-publishing is sort of Chandler's like bread and butter, these principles, I mean, that's why I took notes because I'm like, I'm gonna, some of these things I'd never heard before, I'm going to do them. But what, what's changed recently? Yeah, there's a lot of changes. And, and you're right, Rory. Everything we teach, well, I'd say probably 80% of what we teach, you can do whether you're self-published or traditionally published. And there's a lot of good crossover. But, you know, kind of over the last, you know, over the last couple of decades, self-publishing has become the preferred option uh, for most authors, people who want to make more royalties, keep creative control, have flexibility, move faster through the process. You know, used to be that the only way you sold books was to get into bookstores. Well, now 70% of all books sold are, are, are sold on Amazon. So that's been a massive shift. It continues to shift. And then the shift over the last couple of years is that it's just gotten more competitive. 
just writing and publishing a great book isn't enough anymore. And, and, you know, it used to be in the early days of self-publishing, it was like, oh, if you just put it on Amazon, it's going to sell. And there's so many buyers, there's not a ton of competition, but the market has gotten more sophisticated, kind of like the levels of market, market sophistication. So it's got more, it's gotten more competitive. And there's a bunch of things that have progressed. And I think it's a really exciting time to publish a book and to self-publish. But the big thing, and I think what we'll be talking about today on, on this interview is you've got to learn sales and marketing. I mean, obviously we are, we, and then both of our companies are very aligned on this is like, Hey, you've got to learn and invest time, money, and energy and, and become friends with Sam <laughs> sales and marketing. And, and if you build it, they will not come. Uh, you have to tell them about it. And so, I mean, that's with your book, that's with your business. It's there's, there's synergy across the board. Yeah. I, I'm excited about that part of the conversation. One of the things that we were talking about recently with some of our members is that there's this people are pure artists, right? They go, oh, you know, I just want to create my art. I want to create my art. And what we realize is that marketing is art. Like marketing is part of your artistry. Like what good is the greatest painting that nobody ever sees or the greatest book that no one reads or the greatest music? Of course, your brother is in my all-time favorite band, Need to Breathe. So any of you Need to Breathe fans out there, Chandler's brother, it plays. And they if no one hears the music, like what good is it? And so marketing has to be part of your artistry. You know, when I look at what you've done and what is happening in the marketplace, there's always been these things that that traditionally published authors do like book launches and media tours and, and book tours and bookstore signings and all that stuff. But in the self-published world, there's been this whole immersion of, or, or immersion of like tactical things that anybody can do if they're not famous and they don't have a huge email list and they don't have millions of social media followers. So how do you even start to think about your launch? If you're not Insta famous, like what do you, yeah. if you can't get on good morning America, like what do you do? Yeah. yeah. And, and so I, I look at this in a few different ways. So you've got the, what are the, what are the fundamentals of a bestseller? So how do I make sure I structure the book in a way that it's going to sell well long-term? Then you've got kind of what I call the MVP launch, which is minimum viable product launch, or you've got the traditional launch. And so a, a lot of, a lot, if you've ever seen a book launch, I mean, it's the traditional book launch. I mean, like a traditionally published book, it follows what I would call the traditional launch. And that's um, chapter 19 in, in the new book. And then chapter uh, 18 is the MVP launch, but really it comes down to, and I don't know if anyone will see the video version of this, but it comes down to a, a, what I call the launch triangle, right? And so it's these three core elements. You've got first off creating a launch team, second off getting reviews, and then third off it's promotions. And so the, the first two, I mean, it doesn't matter what type of launch you're doing, create a launch team, which is a small group of people that support you or the topic of your book, right? Could be 15 people, 50 people, could be more. They get a free digital copy ahead of launch, and then they leave a review on day one. So now all of a sudden you've got 15, 50 reviews right out of the gates. And this is kind of an army of people who support your book, right? Or the topic of that book. And so these could be family members, friends, customers, mm. all that. So you've got a launch team that helps with reviews. And then you've got the, the third component is promotions. And that's kind of the accordion is how I look at it. And so that's based on the time that you have, the money that you have, the resources and energy that you want to put behind this. And is also somewhat correlated to whether you're self-publishing or traditionally publishing, right? Is how much are you, you putting into this, the success of this launch? And that's where you can kind of accordion based on that. And so these, those are kind of the three fundamentals of, of the launch. And then I think there's an important distinction 
which is I, I talk about the Lamborghini launch versus the Toyota Camry launch okay. uh, or the Toyota Camry approach. And just most people look at book launches like a Lamborghini and, and, and you know, Lamborghinis, they're fast, they're sexy, they use up a lot of fuel, Shoo! <laughs> they're gone. Right? And so, so they use up all this energy on week one and launch week and they don't realize that it's not, yes, launch week is important, but it's more about, I call the Toyota Camry approach is like, how do I just create a book that sells for years and for decades? And that is the mindset of what I call the one year launch. And so launch your launch, it's not a week, (laughs) it's a year. And I forget, this is a quote that I I was reading this book the other day and I, and I, and I I saw that and I was like, yes, that's the one year launch. It's a mindset to Mm -hmm. keep marketing your book after the launch. So I think all those things kind of combine to set up the book for success. And then that book goes out and brings back more leads, more sales, more referrals for your business, builds your personal brand, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think of one of my good friends is Phil M. Jones. He wrote Exactly What to Say, which is a self-published book that sold a million copies. And he sells them because it's the only book he has and he sells it constantly and he creates custom versions like for Remax and for like, and he'll sell 200 at a time, a thousand at a time. Like he built his whole career on on this. He has some other books too, but really that's that's the one. Yeah, so that's so great. So let's talk about the launch team real quick because- there are different ways to get on the launch team, right? So a lot of our clients that we've worked with that are maybe have a larger following online, they make people buy the book to get on the launch team. But then if you're a newer author, maybe you're like a, you're a younger author, or you just don't have as big of a platform for whatever reason, usually you just kind of make the ask for people to join. What do you do there in terms of getting people onto the team? That's a great question. That's the thing about having new concepts is you got to look them up. Um, <laughs> I'm like, look, I'm, I'm flipping open the book. I'm like, all right, what are... So when I think about team, so you're right. I love that if you've got an experience or if you've got an existing audience, either having them apply or having them buy a book as a, as a prerequisite to join, I think that's super smart because at the end of the day, it's quality, not quantity. Mm. You don't want a bajillion half committed people on, on your launch team. You want less, but better. Right. And so I look at team as an acronym. So T A M. So the T stands for tell everyone you know about the launch team and just in a clear, concise way. The E stands for enroll the people who say, Hey, I'm interested in that. Right. Who'd be interested in a free digital copy of the book and to see the behind the scenes of the launch? People raise their hand and supporting the launch. Okay. E is enroll and set expectations. A is ask for a review, which, duh, of course you would do that. It's, Very specifically. I want to talk about reviews in a second because it's not yeah. as much of a does you would think. So okay, yeah. keep going. All right. Ask for a it, review. It really, it really, yeah. And so ask for a review and then M stands for message everyone individually and follow up because you don't just send out one mass email and say, hey, everyone, leave a review. It's launch day, but the power's in the follow up. So that's how I look at a launch team. And then you've kind of got the two ways to recruit your launch team, which is kind of what you talked about, which is, hey, either mass outreach, like, hey, I've already got a big audience and I can just blast out an email and say, who wants to be on the launch team? Or for a lot of people who are getting started, it's one-to-one. And sure, I might have a small social media following or family and friends, that sort of thing, but it's in one-to-one conversations about the book leading up to the launch. That's where you really build, build a healthy launch team. And then, then you're launching with reviews and with momentum. Mm-hmm. So- you get the people on, 
Okay. And you can do, I mean, one of the things that's, I mean, there are some amazing things about a lot of amazing things about self-publishing. One of which is that you can do things like get a free audio copy of the book or get a free ebook version of it. I mean, it is really things like that, especially if you're just beginning and you're just starting out, like you can really use it as a list builder and credibility booster and lead magnet and all the things that a book really should be. You, if you, you're traditionally publishing, you can't do some of that, but you can give away, sometimes your publisher will say, give away the first three chapters or the first chapter, or, you know, there's other incentives you can use to get people to join. We go through a bunch of them in our training, but once the people are there, okay, what do you do with them? And also, is it is it typically a Facebook group? Is that typically the mechanism you're using to manage the launch team? Yeah, that's what I like to do. I, I say go where your audience is, right? Mm. And so is your audience on Facebook? Awesome, do that. Um, is your audience somewhere else? Do that. And I would do dual, so Facebook and email, so so that it's ah. you're getting in front of people. And um, But then it's pretty simple. I mean, you form the launch team a, a few weeks before launch, and then I like to give them one assignment per week for the two to three weeks leading up to the launch, and re- starting with reading the book ahead of time. And then the most important thing is that they leave a review on day one. I mean, that's kind of like, you can very clearly communicate expectations. That's the E in team, right? Is expectation setting. And so just saying, hey, if you do nothing else, I need you to leave a review on day one as part of this. And so mark this on your calendar, set a reminder on your phone, whatever you need to do, like that is the most important thing. Anything else is a bonus above that, right? Because that's what's going to help drive the book long-term is the social proof. It boosts your discoverability on Amazon and all other platforms. Like that is what kind of feeds the flywheel for long-term book sales. Yeah. So, so you're going to say, read the book, leave a review. And then other than that, it might just be like, make this post on social media or, you know, send this email to your friends and family like that. It's just all that kind of, it's not rocket science. It's just like, following up with them. And it, it really hit me hard when you were like, in, so in, in the book, again, the book is published. It's called Published, The Proven Path from Blank Page to 10,000 Copies. So we'll link to it in Amazon on our site in the show notes. Uh, following up with people one-on-one and like yeah. going, hey, I, yeah, I, run it, I need your help. Uh, would you be willing to help me? Yes, yes. And, and being very specific, which that's the piece about reviews, right? Is give them an exact link on where to leave a review, mm. right? This is one thing that, that might help with your your clients and, and with book launches that you do as well is just a quick link that's easy to remember. And so for me, it's publishedbook.com forward slash review, brandbuilders.com forward slash like what, whatever the URL is for that person or for that book forward launch, the URL. forward slash review. And then that just forwards to the exact place on Amazon where they can select the stars and fill out the form. And then anytime you're asking for a review, I mean, I do it in the book, but then obviously within this context is specifically to your launch team. You say, Hey, go directly to this page and leave a review. Take two minutes to do it today. Our goal is X reviews by the end, like just very specific. And then anytime someone says something positive about the book, it's like, hey, thank you so much. Would you mind copy and pasting that into a review link? So I have a confession to make and I want you to slap me and tell me what I should do. So we have completely ignored reviews. Mm -hmm. Never, never driven people there. Take the Stairs still sells very, very well. My second book doesn't sell as well. But my very first book still sells 
pretty consistently. We had 300 units last week. Like we get these, you know, we get pops of like big 300, 600 unit weeks. Of course, if I'm speaking, it's more. And one of the things that we did is we had a, we have, like you talk about inside your manuscript, you have to offer lead magnets, right? So you put a link to go download a lead magnet. So we, we did that. We created a test called the focused 40 test. We've been so busy building brand builders group the last three years. We have completely ignored all of those people. Haven't even looked Mm. at it. Mm. We just looked at it and we found that 1000 people last year apparently bought Take the Stairs, read it, saw the link, went to the link, filled out the assessment, and then they've just sat there. And I'm Mm. going, we don't even have a thousand Mm. reviews on the book. Yeah, We have like 700 reviews. And so I'm just like, I have just missed the boat on the reviews. Mm. So why do reviews matter? And what can we do to to really drive them? I mean, we're clear on the launch yeah. team. That's a yeah. great one. Yeah. Um, and I hear you saying they can't leave a review until the pub date, of course. Yeah. yeah. But what do you do after the facts? And like, what should I do? Yeah. Oh, that's a great question, Rory. I, I'd say, I mean, they matter because they highly impact Amazon's ranking. Right. So there's two ways you discover. Well, there's two or three ways that people discover books. Right. They're searching for something on Amazon. So they're actively searching for a book or someone refers it to them. And maybe there's a third, which are looking in like a category that they like and saying, hey, what are the top sellers here? But really, it's the first two. And so how do you show up in search? Well, keywords, categories, and then reviews. Because I always say it's like Amazon is a search engine of buyers, Google is a search engine of browsers. So when people go to Amazon, they get a reason to buy stuff, right? They've got one click purchase, their credit card is on file. So I want to bring them into my ecosystem and then show up when they search topics that are what I would call high buyer intent for my business, right? So for us, if they're searching how to write a book, how to publish a book, like those things we know through all of our content marketing, I mean, that's someone who's a buyer for self-publishing school. And so reviews help fulfill that for Amazon, right? Because They want to say, let's recommend stuff that they're most likely to like. Well, how do we know that as Amazon? Well, other people said they like it. How do they say they like it through reviews, right? This is not anything that you don't know. What I would do, like one or two very practical things that I would task to your team this week or next week is um, I would send a follow-up email to anyone who's ever opted in to that challenge or anything related to take the stairs. The book specifically. Um, Yes. And I would do the book specifically, and I would do some sort of giveaway you know, hey, if you're getting this email, it's because you, you checked out Take the Stairs. I'd love to hear what you think. Take two minutes to go here and leave a review on the book. I'm going to read everyone. And I'm going to randomly pick 10 people who click this link and send you a signed copy of Take the Stairs. Okay, you don't have to leave a review to enter to win, but you can click this link and I'd love for you to leave a review and hear what you think. I did that one time, got 188 reviews in 48 hours. So Whoa. that works unbelievably well. Second piece that I would do, and this is most important for long-term, and I do this with every book that you have, is I call this the review sweeper. It's just a simple automated email sequence, three email sequence. Anytime anyone opts into anything related to the book, they get dropped into this follow-up sequence. 21 days later, they get an email from you that says, hey, looks like you grabbed a copy of my book a few weeks ago. I'd love to hear what you think. Hit reply on this email. What do you think about the book so far? And then your team, you've got kind of a customer support macro 
that just says, hey, oh, hey, if it's positive, obviously, is, oh, hey, thank you so much. Like, this is really helpful. Would you mind copying and pasting that into an Amazon review? Here's the link. So you're kind of doing a two-step into leaving the review. And then, you know, maybe you have a, if they don't reply to that, you've got one or two other emails that's like, hey, I'm not going to bother you about this anymore, but I'd love for you to take two minutes today and leave a review with what you think about the book. So far. I love it. And I love that. that. I mean, that I call it the review sweeper because it just sweeps in reviews now, month after month, year after year. I've heard that you can't incentivize an Amazon review. Is that, have you heard that? Correct. You cannot pay for a review and you cannot, like, I will give you X, Y, Z if you leave a review. Correct. Okay. But you could say, leave a review to be entered in a drawing and that's different. I'm going all the way up to the line. Um, So I'm saying, click this link. I'm going to click, I'm going to select 10 (laughs) random people who click this link. This link's going to take you to where you can leave a review. I'd love for you to leave a review. You don't have to leave a review. Oh, but basically, um, if you click the link, you the click the yes, link is the entry exactly, point. Exactly, exactly, ah. exactly. And I'm not doing what Amazon doesn't want to do is, hey, I'll give you a $10 Amazon gift card or I'll give you blah, blah, blah if you leave a review because then that's compromising the integrity of the review system. But kind of going up to that line while still staying within Amazon's guidelines Got and it. hooking people up and saying, hey, I'd love for you to leave a review kind of in the process. Yeah, and I've also heard people say, just send them a free gift, you know, kind of like a, a law of reciprocity. Just send them a free gift. Hey, thank you. I lo- hope you love the book. Here's another free gift. By the way, if you ever get a chance, I'd love a review. And yes. that's totally fair game to do because yes, it's no not a quid no pro quo type of type of thing. So so that's, I, I, I love that. It's so well, As simple. many readers as you got, I bet you do that on Take the Stairs, you'll be over a thousand reviews within the next three do months. You, do you think I would get flagged for sending a blast to like, whatever I that haven't. list is. No, I I, I, I mean, it shouldn't. Before. It's just a bunch of people, but it, they would probably see the pretty big spike. That's amazing. You got 188 reviews in 48 hours. That's like a third yeah. of the total reviews I've gotten in 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's crazy. That's amazing, dude. It's, well, Cause that's the big thing, right? The overarching thing that I think maybe is major takeaway for listeners is ask. Like so many people, they yeah. want to help and they enjoyed the book, but all you have to do is just say, hey, could you take two minutes today to leave a review exactly here, right? Like here's the link. So I'm making it as easy as possible and just asking and in doing so, you've probably got hundreds, if not thousands of people on the sidelines that are like, oh yeah, I love that book, but I never left a review, right? When's the last time you left a review on a book? If, if, unless it was audible at the very end, like, hey, right now, like, please click the start. I mean, you know, you got a physical book, you set it down and you're like, oh, it was good. And I'm not going to log into Amazon to like yeah. leave a review and all that. But but if someone asked, I'm like, oh, I like that book. Sure. I'd, I'd take two seconds, yeah. two minutes to leave a review. So. so I love it, man. This this is the kind of stuff that I'm talking about, y'all. So again, Chandler has a, a, a training, brandbuildersgroup.com slash SPS. That is where you can go watch the, the free training. That's our affiliate link. You can check it out. You can tell like he he's giving the goods, right? Like he's not holding stuff back because he's got a lot of stuff to offer. It's one of the reasons <laughs> why we, we love him. It's not like he can teach you everything he knows in one 30-minute podcast interview. Coming back to the search thing in Amazon. Yep. So the keywords and all of that, you know, it makes sense just like YouTube is a search engine, just like, you know, Google is a search engine, Amazon is a search engine. Where do you actually go to optimize the profile? Like, where do you go to say, I want this book to show up for these terms? Yeah. 
Um, there's, well, there's a bunch of stuff and, and Amazon doesn't publicly give information about the, their algorithm, oh. just like Google doesn't, but we know, I mean, you just know what their major influences on that. Right. And so the first, they give you seven keywords. So Amazon does when you publish the book. Now, if you're traditionally publishing, you can recommend to your publisher, but at the end of the day, they're going to have kind of the final call and final hands-on keys for that. That's another benefit mm-hmm. of self-publishing. But they give you seven keywords that you can target. Those are helpful, but really more so than that. I mean, Amazon's gotten a lot more sophisticated. It used to be that you could just put that in your keywords and in your title or subtitle and your description is like, cool, now I'm ranking for this. But like all algorithms, they learn and get better. And so what they're trying to say is they're kind of aggregating a lot of search and when people search these things, they end up on this book and they purchase it, right? And and they're going into the me- metadata of the book and and there's a bunch of different things like that. So for me, strategically, like if you even look at the table of contents for my book, I'm thinking like, I'm thinking in SEO and also in helpful content, right? So if you see like, we've got, let's see, self-publishing versus traditional publishing. That's chapter three. We've got how to hire and work with an editor. That's chapter nine. Designing your best-selling book cover. That's chapter 11. Chapter 12, how to format your book, right? I mean, I could go on and on. You're choosing titles, uh, like chapter titles that people would search for, answer a question. Same way you would construct a YouTube video or something like that. Just reverse, reverse engineer. What would someone be searching for? Are you saying that you, your hypothesis is that Amazon reads the book and can no, no understand no the content. No. Yeah, really. And I think it's probably a tree, right? That we're the top things are the keywords, your title and subtitle, your book description. And then I would guess like your back cover, your editorial reviews, and like maybe some reviews and stuff like that. But I think it pretty somewhere along that path, it goes inside the actual book because previously people were just gaming it. And they were just keyword stuffing all the other stuff. So it's like, Amazon's got to go in and say, all right, what is this actually? And they've got a text file of the whole book, right? If it's self-published. Well, no, I'm just saying like the Kindle version. like Kindle, yeah. They've got a text file. And so it's very easy for them to aggregate that and improve their search quality. And then that combined with all the other machine learning around what people are searching, what they're clicking on. Yeah. So, but title, I mean, it's just the things you would think, title, subtitle, but there's not, it's not like on a web page where you can go in the back and change your H1 tags and your H2 tags and update your image tags and stuff like that. You can't do that Amazon book? Not quite. I look at that as selecting my keywords. I look at that as like the actual, the structure of the blog post, aka the structure of the book. And then I look, also look at that as, um, you know, some of the things that you do on the page itself, because that's another thing. I mean, my, we're getting like way into the weeds, but I mean, when I, your Amazon page, that's the sales page for your book. And people are either going to come on there for a 15 seconds and leave or a minute and a half and buy. And so on this note, I look at, and if you look at my, um, my book page for publish, we've been testing and, but we've got, they call it a plus content. So there's extra pictures. There's from the back cover, there's video reviews. There's a bunch of stuff that's designed to keep people on the page because the longer that they're on that page, the more likely they are to buy. And then there's mm. something like within that, sure, there's a, an image that's how to write a book. There's an image that's how to publish a book. There's an image that's how to sell more books. And I'm titling those images. I don't know if that has anything, like, I don't know if that does anything for my Amazon SEO or not. Uh, they won't tell me, but but that keeps them on the actual page and then makes it makes the book stand out and makes them more likely 
to actually purchase the book. Mm-hmm. But I'm, that's looking at your, I'm looking at your Amazon page. Yeah, from the publisher, you have pictures in there. Yeah, and that, thing, again, those are things you can't do when you're, tra- you can, you can do yeah. them if you traditionally publish. The problem is you're not in control of it. You have to convince yes. them to take the time to yes. stop and go update your Amazon page. Meanwhile, they've got other <laughs> authors who are selling, you know, a bazillion <laughs> books every week. Yeah. That's, so you can um, tinker with that. Well, I'll tell you, Rory, one of the things I'm trying to figure out right now, Michael Bungay Sr. Um, wrote a book called The Coaching Habit. Great book. Had him on the Self-Publishing School podcast. One thing he did, his book page is really good. And I'm, I'm, I've got one of the guys on my team trying to figure out how we can do this right now. But is he uploaded a video? It's a video from The Merchant. And he's, he's self-published. I mean, that book sold million, if not millions of copies as well. But he's got a video that's from the author which I think is really clever. It's right as you get to the reviews. Because again, I'm trying to figure out how do I get this to jump off the page to where people say, oh, I'm interested. Like this stands out from the other books or other things that I've looked at and increasing that final mile, kind of that conversion. So we haven't figured it out yet, but I also encourage people to leave video reviews. And you'll notice that when you're on my book page as well is there's at least a few of them. And that those and I, that's a that's a hack I think as well is leaving video reviews on other people's books that are similar authors or similar. It's hey, my name's Chandler Bull. I wrote a book called Published. I'd love to give this review on Take the Stairs, right? And then that's just a way where they, th- those videos are getting a lot of traffic <laughs> um, because they're prominent. And if I'm if I'm a, someone scanning this, you don't see it too often. So I think that's kind of a hidden gem within. That's the like page. A, yeah. A pattern, like a pattern interrupt kind of a thing. Yeah, exactly. I was just, I was just looking at Michael's thing. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I just, I think I just totally missed the boat on, on the review scenario. So when you get into, so you have your launch team, you put this together, you got to drive reviews, you have a simple mechanism for doing that. When it comes to promotion, I believe that was, that's the other part of this. Of course, time and money. Yeah, you know, costs a lot. Relationships count for a lot, right? A lot, yeah. a lot. Like even, I mean, that's almost all we're doing with our clients is we're just constantly trying to introduce them to people that are sort of like yeah. you know in their same ballpark. If you had to, if you had to do three things when it comes to promotion, and you were like, these are three things that I would do that, you know, maybe you don't hear about that often. Mm-hmm. What what comes to mind? Yeah. I would say the launch team, if you if you do nothing else, do that. I would say the second piece would be I've never done that, by the way. I've never done that oh. for one not for one of mine. We've done them for yeah. our, our clients, but yeah. Yeah. So that's a good good one. Yeah. That's unbelievably powerful. That's that's the highest and, and best. Then I would say, and this I don't know that this is gonna fulfill the intent of 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 stuff that gets, doesn't get talked about, but it's trying, I mean, a virtual book tour, aka a bunch of podcast interviews. I mean, that is far and away the biggest needle mover. Um, and then the third piece is building a pre-release list or building an email list. I mean, that, like, again, this is not uh, earth shattering um, information, but those things tried and true work well. And then if you're going big, one thing I've had some success with and we had success with is I sent, you know, I sent you one of these um, influencer boxes. And so it's just a fun little box. It has a copy of the book in it. And then uh, you'll probably notice if you remember from that letter, it was very much no obligation because I hate when people send me a book and then they just like relentlessly follow up. It's like, oh, this is a quid pro quo type deal where you just, it, so it was very much like, hey, I'm sending this because I think you'll love it. If you're in this camp, 
go to this chapter. If you're in, if you want to use a book to grow your business, go to chapter 24, if you're blah, blah, blah. So showing how it can be relevant to them and then saying, if you want to help, here's two or three ways to do it, right? Bring me on your podcast, take a picture with the book and post about it. Or, you know, I'm happy to give a, do a book giveaway to your audience or something like that, right? So making it very clear how people can support similar to how they can leave a review, like very specifically saying, hey, here's how you can help. That's worked well for me. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, and then if we're zooming out 30,000 foot is how do you strategically use the book to grow your business, right? Because that's, I mean, all that stuff is good to sell copies, but at the end of the day, most people who are listening to this probably want to use a book to get more leads, sales, and referrals. And so structuring the book to do that and structuring the launch with that end in mind. Mm-hmm. Well, brandbuildersgroup.com forward slash SPS for self-publishing school is the free training that Chandler put together. The book is called Published Proven Path from Length Page to 10,000 Copies Sold. You know, I think a lot of this stuff is simple, but what makes it hard is remembering all of it and doing it in the right order. And you did a great job of checklisting some stuff out here, I think, to apply to anybody. And there's not that many books. I mean, we, we created our bestseller launch plan course because it was like, nobody actually knows how to do this stuff. So there's not yeah. that many resources. And this is this is a great one. So Check it out, y'all. Check out Chandler. And so grateful for you, man. You've been so generous. Like this is super tactical stuff. You're helping me like figure out things that we we, we missed the boat on completely. I mean, two thirds of everything you're talking about, we've never even done. We've never done a launch team. We've never done reviews. So uh, we got things that we could be doing. And uh, yeah, just wish you, you and your team and your family all the best. Thank you, Rory. Thank you so much for having me. Hi, it's AJ Vaden, and thanks for listening to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. Did you know that the ideas we share on the show are things we actually specialize in helping you implement? If you want to raise your public profile and turn your reputation into revenue, please visit freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for a free brand strategy call with one of our personal brand strategists. Again, that's freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for your free call. Talk to you soon. Executing book launches. One of my favorite things to talk about. One of my favorite things to do, although it's a lot of work. (laughs) You know, we've been through this so many times. We've helped so many clients launch books. I mean, we had three clients hit the New York Times bestseller list last year. We have at least two clients that are going to make a real run at it this year. And I mean, actually at least, at least three, I can think of off the top of four. I can think of four off the top of my head, brand builders clients that are going to make a run at the New York Times list. But I, I, I love this conversation with Chandler because, you know, it, it shows how there's something you can, it shows you, it's like, there's something we can all do and you need to do it when when you launch a book and I, and I'll tell you this even though this conversation with Chandler was much more focused on people who have like you know a smaller platform just like not as many followers and maybe not as not as many like assets in terms of their direct reach and the number of people they can access a executing a new york times best selling launch is a lot of these same things just at a bigger scale 
like we still do we still do launch teams and uh you know launch teams are a big part of that the you know reviews the promotion is a huge part you layer in a lot more you you have you know speaking as a component that we talk about and then you've got doing public seminars is a huge part of it and so that that enters into it and then you have like press and media like traditional media is is a huge part of it and then and then you have like podcasts then you have social media then you have street launch team and then you have like the whole mechanism of like actually you know, how do you get all the orders placed in doing bulk sales and like, how do you get people to, to buy? And, you know, anyways, those are the things that we help, like you know, some of our very high profile clients that you see on our website and stuff. A lot of them we've, we've helped do that, but even though that's a lot, like, and there's a lot there again, it's just a greater, it's just a greater magnitude of the simple things. A lot of the simple things talking about here with, with Chandler. So, you know, my three takeaways, first of all, is just the launch team, because th- this, even though I've never had one, we've never used one for our books. We, uh, it's been a, it's been a crucial part of every launch that we have run for people and that several of our friends who have, you know, move a lot of books that they have done. Um, it's just one of the things that you do. And, and you got to recruit people in. So you're going to give them some incentive to join, right? But it's not rocket science. You do have to have a mechanism to do this, whether it's a website or you're just using like a Facebook group or whatever. But, you know, you give some incentive to join the launch team. And then the key to managing that launch team is to give them specific action items of exactly what to do every single week. And in our high traffic strategies training, which is our phase two course two training of our 12 part brand builder journey curriculum, we, we teach affiliate launches and how to do affiliate launches and why affiliate launches matter. One of the reasons why that matters is because all, a lot of the mechanisms and the, the, the process and the protocol of running an affiliate launch is going to be very much emulated when you get to bestseller launch plan, which is our uh, phase three course two. Um, and you know, much of what we're talking about here. And so you need to, you need to, to know how to create assets for other people and how to keep them excited and how to hold them accountable and how to ask them to share things. And, and so that's a huge part of the launch team, but you gotta, you gotta have that launch team and bring them in early and let them see behind the scenes and spend time building relationships with them. And they'll help you promote your book. They will. So that's really huge. The second thing that, that, Chandler said, which this was newer to me. I, I mean, I've never heard it said like this. I thought this was so sharp the way he said it. Amazon is a search engine of buyers, whereas Google is a search engine of browsers. And that's really true, right? I mean, there is a, when you're searching for something on Amazon, like you are searching to buy. You are not spending free time like just searching around for no reason. You go to Amazon to buy something. And that's, yeah, I think YouTube specifically is a search engine of browsers. Like those are people just like searching for information. There's certainly a level of buying intent, um, you know, when you search on Google often too, uh, which is different from like, you know, pay-per-click ads where you're trying to sh- to shove an advertisement in front of somebody versus showing up when they, they do a search. But Amazon is, is definitely a next level of that. And so, you know, very similarly, because of that, you have to think of 
your Amazon page is your sales page. So just like we would teach you to construct a sales page for your funnels, of course, you know, our method for that is what we call the 15 P's, the 15 P's of copywriting, which we teach inside of Revenue Engine. But like, those are the, you know, the words that you put on the page to get somebody to to buy. And we talk about all the things that need to be on there, the promise, the problem, the pain, et cetera, et cetera, as you work your way down and the order. Well, your Amazon page is a sales page. And like, for whatever reason, that never sunk in with me quite in the way it did in the moment that Chandler said that and going, man, you need to optimize that page. You just got to like pay attention to it and and think about what can I do to make this page more engaging? What can I do to keep make it more valuable? What can I put on there to make it more user-friendly and, and to encourage them making a decision? Which leads to the third big takeaway for me, which was obviously a huge part of that conversation, which is reviews. You got to get reviews. And I think, I mean, here's the part that like, I haven't just missed the boat on reviews. I've missed the boat on Amazon altogether. Like I haven't even thought about optimizing anything related to my profile or the book itself or reviews or even, you know, looking at my Amazon page, like other than popping in there once in a while because we're buying a copy and it's just easier to send it to somebody through Amazon versus shipping it ourselves or you know, something like that, or occasionally we'll check like bestseller rankings and stuff to see how, how the book is doing long tail, but to go, oh my gosh, like you got to get reviews and all you have to do is ask for them. And so my action item that I gave myself was to do, you know, Chandler calls it this, the uh, review sweep. I'm just calling this like the review sequence. And so we already have mechanisms built inside of both of our books that have people um, opt in. And so I actually did the search between when I finished the interview with Chandler um, and we have 2,102 people in our database, 2,000 people in our database that we know bought the book, read the book, clicked on the assessment and completed the assessment. Meanwhile, I have 723 reviews on Amazon. That is crazy. Like, 2,100 people in the database that we know bought and only 700 reviews on Amazon. And uh, these are just the ones we know. Like we have a huge database. I'm, I'm sure that we've got many more, many more people inside of the database who have bought the book. And I just, I've just totally missed the boat. So I first wanted to identify the list. So I had to go like, you know, fortunately we're very organized with how we keep our database and all of our tagging structure and all this, all this kind of stuff. So I was able to pull that up quickly. Then I'm writing an email to all of these people that is the subject line, super duper quick question for you. And then I wrote this, this copy. Hey, thank you so much for buying a copy of my first book, Take the Stairs and for completing our, our Focus 40 self-assessment. I have a quick question for you. 2022 actually marks the 10 year anniversary of the book, yada, yada what were some of your biggest highlights from the Take the Stairs book? And we're going to send this out. And then everyone that replies, we are going to reply back with a message. Oh, that's so wonderful. Thank you for sharing that with me. Any chance you would leave a review? So we're going to do this because it needs to happen. And it's time. It's long overdue. And yeah, so stay tuned. You know, I'll uh, probably by the time that this episode goes live, we will have done this and we will have data to report back to 